Good morning and welcome to The Switches. I'm your host, Karina. I am here on a very beautiful, snowy, delicious morning. The wind is still and the snowflakes are just falling so beautifully heavily and it is white and gorgeous. And this morning I thought, what better time to talk about meditation or setting at least a daily summoning practice or a daily journeying practice so or even just a moment of uh, a daily gratitude practice so sometimes we don't even think about how we can implement these things we don't think about what's important during these stages and how do we keep ourselves going where do i start all of these questions and kind of a lot of people wonder like am I doing it right am I meditating right so let's start there because a few big things there is really in my opinion no real wrong way to meditate I do agree that you will have a better experience if you are able to have a daily practice in a specific space in your room, um, and 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 be able to continue to do that. And so, the idea, which I'm going to talk about today, and it's kind of something I adapt with my clients that I see in person, um, for Pilates with my the company Limitless Motion, is I try to give them the same time on the same day each week. And this, it's all about eliminating the stresses. So if you're always like, oh my God, I don't know when I'm going to have time to fit this in, that creates a stress. And automatically your brain is going to say, eh, I got other things to do. I don't want to do it. I can't do it. You'll find excuses. You're pretty crafty. I know for me, when I have to sit down and do any kind of computer work, I'll look around and be like, oh, I got a vacuum. Oh, I got to do laundry. Oh, I got to do something other than sit down and focus on the task at hand. And that's partly why I choose to try to meditate every day. So my meditation practice happens at, I know it's early, about 7 a.m. And It is something that I do frequently. I've been meditating now for probably 20 plus years and learned really a lot of deep meditation, um, especially gratitude meditation and breathing meditations uh, when I had my car accident. And so when you're forced to lay down and relax and stare at the ceiling, you focus a lot on your breathing. You focus a lot on your things that you can move. You focus a lot on you know, making sure that you're feeling safe and ready before you get up, if you can get up. Um, And you try not to judge yourself a lot. So I do my meditations in the morning. And I have specific different kinds of mantras. And you can look up the word mantra. But in essence, mantra is, um, you know, a way, a a Sanskrit word um, that helps to direct your energy I guess so om is a very common mantra om meaning all of us uh universal love so you could start there um if you were interested in finding out different mantras uh there's a few places to go and you know you can look them up on google mantras what are good mantras what are bad mantras um 
I don't think there's actually any bad mantras to be honest with you, but you want to find something that resonates with you and on a, a emotional and spiritual level as well. The second thing you really want to think about is your breath. So you're going to be doing a breathing of an inhale and an exhale. So step one, same time, same day. Step two, breathing um, and focusing on letting thoughts come in and out, not judging them. So a lot of people think when they're meditating, they don't have to think about anything at all. It does happen, but it doesn't happen right away. So just try to acknowledge what you are thinking of and why you're thinking of it and just let it pass through you. And another really good tip that I learned is, you know, cultivating um, that daily meditation practice. And the, the word, you know, practice, it's, I don't know, maybe it's not the best word, but it is meditation is supposed to be a lifetime journey. And I guarantee, and I will stand by this, that if you practice even a gratitude meditation for 10 days straight, you'll feel better. You'll be happier. You'll look better. You'll be able to handle the kids screaming a little bit better. You'll be able to handle the husband doing nothing a little bit better. You'll be handling the in-laws a little bit better. And there is, you know, sometimes you can meditate up to two days, two times a day. I meditate first thing in the morning because I know for a fact that if I don't do it before my son gets up, I will not be doing it at all. Um, I also find that if I've had a kind of a crappy sleep, that extra 20 minutes of consciously listening to my breath and meditating actually sparks some intention in my life that creates energy. Um, So again, try to do it as soon as you can. Um, Plan to meditate the same time each day. Um, Establish a meditation corner that you can use each day. So it could be your bedroom, living room, basement, whatever you think is the best place to sit, relaxed and undisturbed, which is the most important thing, undisturbed. Um, If you can dedicate a space with specific objects that bring in that energy that help you focus, um, that would be a great idea. So uh, like a little Buddha or even a fountain. Some people find a fountain very relaxing and But there are days where sometimes you find that fountain kind of annoying. So you want to bring in some inspiring objects that allow you to genuinely focus your energy on what it is that you're doing there and why. Um, That's a big, you know, a a big, big, big thing is why you're doing this meditation. Um, And really, a lot of people meditate because they want to calm down, they want to relax. But I find that if you want to be more productive in your day, even that 20 minutes of meditation really does help to sit down and allow you to explore certain areas of your breath, certain areas of your body. And when you give your brain one thing to focus on, and in a physical sense, it really does help to trigger the brain to focus better on other tasks at hand. It also helps it to manage other emotions. So anger, frustration, fear, plus it makes you more mindful, which leads to a better channel of self-compassion. Um, A lot of books will recommend 45 minutes to an hour. A lot of places will recommend that. I do mine for 20 minutes. I do 20. Actually, I put my timer on for 22 minutes. 
I need at least two minutes to focus really solely on my breath. And then the last, you know, 20 minutes is just me breathing, finding out where I'm at, where what's going on in my body, how I'm feeling. I usually focus, um, some people say focus through your third eye, which is between your eyebrows. And you can do that. But I find sometimes my eyes just go there anyway. Um, also, a lot of people talk about putting the tongue to the roof of the mouth. So you can try that. Um, but, you know, you might want to go to just where you're, if you're just starting, you might want to go just where you're feeling the most comfortable or most confident. And that's the big thing. You want to be comfortable doing this meditation so that you can let your body and brain relax. Because your body and brain, it's a natural talent that exists within our body. So the sense of relaxation is, like I said, a natural talent. So you want to just let it happen. You want to let breath take over. You want to let your body get heavy. You want to let your breathing come to you in through the nose, out through the mouth. And, you know, you want to think about the tension releasing in your feet and then your legs and then your knees, thighs, lower back, upper back, neck, head and shoulders, and just focusing that breath. And that's really important to let that breath take over. I find um, I do my meditation in a very simple way and I find that keeping it simple is the best method. I find when I start complicating things I get a little crazy, get a little hyper and um, it doesn't work the same. And you know the big thing that you want to really try to remember is that meditation is meant to help guide you. It is one of the most important things that we can do for our bodies in one of the most unique and therapeutic ways that we can support our body, our brain, our ecosystem that exists within our body. And there are so many reasons to create this. And one of which is not, I don't want people feeling like this is a cult or um, you know, this is a real organized religion or tradition or anything like that. But it is very connected. Meditation is very connected to a strong group of people that do have uh, similar mindsets. So that's something to continue to think about as well. Um, and, you know, people do like it's becoming more and more known that meditation is important and people are not judging it as much. I remember when I used to say, oh my gosh, I have to go meditate. And my husband would look at me like, I have three eyes because I'm just actually going to go have a nap. But no, meditation is a daily practice for yourself for self-care. And he knows now the impact that it has. So I mean, spiritually, energetically, and physically, you know, what you put out is what you get back. And I firmly believe that if you are putting out positive, beautiful, healing light energy, that is what you're going to get back. And if there are problems or concerns or issues or things that are just bothering you in your life, um, meditation can be an amazing way to eliminate that. And that is really what, what I'm trying to portray here is that you can send to the universe 
the gods, the witches, the fairies, the mermaids, the whatevers out there. You can send it up to the universe and say, you know, my husband needs a job. Please help us. My husband needs a job. Please help us. And ask and be specific for what it is that you need. And it does come to fruition. So that ties into a little bit of manifestation. But when you learn to manifest, you also learn that you have to be in a right state of mind because you can sit there and be like, I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. I want a million dollars. And it doesn't come through. And that's because, you know, we can't, we are given what we are supposed to have when we are supposed to have it. And, you know, it can be a really hard place for people. And a lot of people meditate and try to have faith and do all these things when there's chaos in their life. And when there isn't any chaos, they're okie dokie pokey, no necessary issues happening. They're good to go. They just move along very quickly. And life is just as it should be. And, um, you know, that that is a good place and a challenging place. Um, because you want to make sure that you're, you know, able to focus enough when you're doing these things so that you can have pure, clear and exciting manifestations, which is, you know, important. Um, you know, so, so relinquishing judgment is a huge component. You don't want to feel like you're not good enough or that you're crazy and you're not uh, able to support your, your meditation. And there are some misconceptions about meditation and you know a lot of people think about what is going to happen um and you know the goal of meditation is is to cease is it's you know the thought of having to cease thinking or for it only to be a pleasant and wonderful experience it isn't it's it's more like you're trying to be fr- you're trying to be free of expectation you're trying to be free of thought you're trying to be free of anger or resentment you're really just allowing yourself to let go of life's experiences so that you can focus on this particular moment at time and it affects people differently meditation practices affect people so differently the integrity changes the connection between people change the compassion in your own life and self-compassion towards yourself changes to the point where you're actually able to look at yourself and go wow I'm not selfish for wanting time for myself to sit down for 20 minutes and meditate and my kids are going to survive and I'm going to be a better mom for it or I'm going to be a better wife for it or I'm going to better be a better employee for it and you know that combined with several you know techniques that I've talked about throughout this podcast you will find that there is an opportunity for you whenever you make it so whether it's showing up to work 20 minutes early sitting in your car for 18 minutes and just being present with your breath being grounded being connected um and you know, whenever your mind wanders, just just let it. Just let it wander. Just rest. Try not to analyze it too much. Just try to put the experience out there and it'll change over time. 
and it doesn't change right away. But if you make that commitment and to yourself, to your body, to your mind, to your soul, that commitment of awareness and self-compassion and mindfulness will start to adjust and change all of these beautiful things in your life to the point where things don't phase you as much. And if they do, you're able to let go of them a little bit faster and a little bit deeper. And things don't seem so scary. Um, Your decisions on things aren't so challenging, you know, and things will just fall into place beautifully. So I have studied lots of different kinds of meditation um, and been, you know, been doing it for a while. And so there's a lot of things that, you know, a lot of people that have meditated have meditated like since the early 70s. My mom used to meditate, put on like whale music in the morning. I used to think she was absolutely crazy. Uh, You can do that. You can put on music in the, like whatever helps you. Typically they recommend, you know, silence. Um. But like I said, some everybody's different. Everybody's different. Some people like enjoy the sound of um, traffic. <laughs> some people enjoy the sound of waves. You know, there is, I would like to say that, you know, there's really no right or wrong way to doing this. But there are, I guess they call them um, eightfold path, a noble eight pieces of meditation. And this will help you to realize enlightenment and the teachings of meditation and understanding that. And you want to have the right understanding, the right thought, the right speech, the right actions, the right livelihood, the right effort, the right mindfulness, and the right uh, concentration. And right in which is meaning no harm. And it cuts through disillusions and expresses nothing but balance in your life. It's sometimes referred to instead of right, it's wise understanding, wise thoughts, wise speech and action. And we are all there as people who every single person on this face of the planet wants to be happy. So it is a primitive need. And that primitive need has to start. It doesn't mean, you know, materialistics. And I know we live in Canada. We are blessed to be here. We are blessed to be in the, uh, you know, where you are. If you are blessed to have like clean streets and running water, um, you're blessed. And the thing is, is there is a lot of terrible places in the world. And, but we have in North America, high standards for materialistic goods And um, the truth is, is that you don't need everything and anything to be happy. You need yourself, your family, your self-love, your self-worth, your self-compassion. And I really believe that meditation, you know, helps with that. And I... I'm really blessed to be able to walk people through a meditation process that might support their love, their energies, and um, help them release their fears, their griefs, their animosities, their frustrations, um, their their fear of maybe getting older or not being good enough. Um, Self-compassion is huge, and when you start with self-compassion, 
and you allow self-compassion to occur and you allow meditation to occur and you allow your age to exist and your injuries to exist and you just allow everything to be in that current present moment in time, you're walking in a path that is, you know, much greater than than one that is holding you back. And, you know, even if you start and it's five minutes, five minutes is a bigger victory than an hour. Don't, don't bite off more than you can chew and, you know, learn to extend that time. Know that, you know, mindfulness, mindfulness is something that you can take with you every single where you go. There's no limit in, in terms of this place or situation or degrees of family, uh, of family or, uh, um, there is an entire range of emotions that go along with meditation. And the first few, you know, might seem very tranquil and easy and calm. And then you may have some where you just want to cry and you don't know why. And you might have ones that create rage inside of you. Um, all of these are emotions and, and conclusions, but they should not be judged and they need to go through you almost like, you know, your skin, you know, you don't go in the shower with clothes on, you start going in the shower and you do a quick, maybe you're in the shower and you do a quick rinse. Well, take your time. Think about the water coming off your body. Think about the soap, the smell. How does it make you feel? You know, paying attention to those um, pleasant experiences in the very moment that you are in is one of the key things that I would suggest um, doing. And, you know, when you look at kids, like they go and they just play, they like, I look at my son and he can just play in the snow for hours and hours and hours. And he's not concerned about what's for dinner. or He's not concerned about how I'm going to, you know, he doesn't have those concerns because he's a kid, but we have that right too as adults. We have that right to focus on what it is that we are doing at that very moment in time to have pleasure and life and experience be a positive, healing, and engaging one. And that is my biggest piece of hope for everybody is that, you know, you never know what you're going to deal with in life. And especially with this crazy pandemic, no, I don't think anybody on this planet was thinking it's going to get to this extreme and we've got a long way to go. And, you know, it is challenging. You know, it's challenging. A lot of people have lost a lot of things. And, you know, I even have to catch myself when I start worrying about things and going, whoa, feel blessed you're making a podcast, feel blessed to be able to make a podcast, feel blessed to be able to have technology around you, be blessed to have a home that's warm and a kid that's fed, be blessed for that coffee you have in the morning, be grateful for it. And, um, and don't feel guilty that you have it. And don't feel like you're being selfish when you take your own time for yourself. And, you know, if we could let go, if we could just let the world go for a few minutes and let go of our obsessions, addictions, conclusions, the self-image that we have and recognize that we are actually here right now 
in this moment, think about where you are listening to this podcast. Look around you. See the beauty that's around you. See the love that's around you. See the pockets of color and and the sprinkles of snow if it's snowing. See the air. Feel the air. Take a deep breath. And allow yourself to ground yourself for five minutes. Try even 60 seconds, just 60 seconds of being grateful for where you are. And then work your way up from that. I just want you guys to know that I am here for you. I am here to explain things, talk to you about things, grow deep with you, explain things with you, and allow you to feel energetically charged. And, um, you know, meditation is all part of shamanic witchcraft. It's part of shamanism. It's called journeying in shamanism. It's called summoning in witchcraft. It's called meditation with Buddhists and yogis. So it all is encompassing one thing. And that one thing is universal spirit energy, the creator. And we are all part of energy. And the best part about energy is it cannot be created and it cannot be destroyed. It can be changed, which allows you to ponder the thought that you have the power. You have the ability to create change. And that is what true power is. And the idea that you can create your own change means that you don't have to live in a situation or be in a situation that you don't want to be in. You are the strongest you you can be when you accept the ability to change. And like my arm says, I have a beautiful tattoo. We acquire strength from what we overcome. And we will never overcome things if we do not change. Just food for thought. Thanks for joining me here on The Switches. You can see me on my Facebook channel. Um, Sorry, my Facebook, which is The Switches YYC. You can also take a look at the website, uh, theswitches.ca. And you can also do a shout out to me on Facebook, Karina Ann Poss. I hope you enjoyed today's meditation practice blurb. And I look forward to speaking with you guys tomorrow.